1: Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portson with you on an overcast Wednesday in Columbus. It's going to be overcast for a while. I maybe don't even need to say overcast. We should probably just get used to that. Blue Jackets are in sunny Glendale, Arizona. They're getting ready to practice right now. I'm in Columbus heading out that way to meet them as soon as this podcast is over. We have a special guest with us today, former Blue Jackets forward Derek Dorset who went on to play for the New York Rangers, the Vancouver Canucks, uh, retired in 2018 and because of a neck injury. One of the, I think you can safely say, fiercest competitors, more fearless competitors uh, we've seen in Columbus, certainly a crowd favorite. It'll be an interesting check because he's got a lot going on. Now a development coach with the Blue Jackets, which, as you know, is a very important role in this club uh so much of the energy of this organization right now is focused on young players and prospects with the hope of a brighter future we'll get into all kinds of stuff with Derek Dorsett so look forward to that interview a couple of news and notes with the Blue Jackets uh Dorsett's boss actually now Rick Nash who's the Blue Jackets director of player development he will have his number retired number 61 going up into the rafters it'll happen on March 5th, 2022, when the Blue Jackets host the Boston Bruins in Nationwide. Um, So yeah, after basically writing the Blue Jackets record book, I I do think it's fitting. If anyone's number's going up in Nationwide, it probably should be Rick Nash's number first. Interesting, I think maybe a couple of years ago, maybe there would have been a mixed bag of reaction uh, to the number being retired, but I do think the time heals all wounds. I think people Blue Jackets fans, even the most ardent, would look back on that time when Nash left the organization, requested a trade, and probably, eh, I, I don't want to speak for them, but I get the sense from people that they they don't quite have the same issues with Nash that they did at the time. Feelings were so raw uh, then. Nash went on, of course, to have a great uh, career with the New York Rangers, finished his career with the Boston Bruins, would have played again with the Blue Jackets, uh, had some post-concussion issues decided, I think wisely so, most people would agree that his playing days should be over. And so he's now been working with the organization for a couple of years and has found his way, uh, really excited by player development. So uh, that's that's a big deal. Uh, That certainly gives everyone here in Columbus something to look forward to in the springtime. March 5 versus Boston. You can see it now, can you not? The ceremonial face-off. Boone Jenner, one side. Nick Felino on the other side. I bet Boston reads the play and sends Nick Felino up to take the ceremonial puck drop. Rick Nash between them. You've got the last three Blue Jackets captains, last decade plus of captains in one frame. That picture will be hanging in basements and and uh, um, dens all over Central Ohio. You better believe it. Uh, a couple other news and notes. The last time we saw the Blue Jackets, Monday, uh, they came from behind yet again, this time to beat the Red Wings 5-3 to in Nationwide. Fifth time this season, that the Blue Jackets have trailed uh, into the third period and won a game. That is, that is a rarity, and uh, this team seems to have a knack for it. I think they'd rather not have a knack for it. I think they'd rather you know do things maybe a little more conventionally, uh, but you got to take them however you can get them. Huge goal in that game. But Igor Chinnikov, the first of his NHL career, and it was perfectly timed. Uh, ties it up late in the third period. Zach Wierenski puts the Blue Jackets' head a little more than a minute to go, and Texier caps it off with an empty net goal. That was a big win for the Blue Jackets. And, you know, you never want to put too much on one game this early in the season, but after losing two games over the weekend to the Capitals uh, Friday and the Rangers on Saturday, the Capitals' loss was tough. The Rangers, they, they clearly de- they deserve to lose that game. No problem with that. But if they come out of that that whole three and four set with zero points, um, which may have happened if Chenikov doesn't score, um, you're looking at a, at a team you're not quite sure where it's going maybe. Um, now they're feeling pretty good about themselves as they head out on a three-game road trip. Starts in Arizona on Thursday, then to Vegas on Saturday finishes up in Buffalo. That's a weird road trip. Uh, And they'll be in Buffalo on Monday and then back in Columbus after that. Other notes, Max Domi is expected to travel with the team to Arizona, but no word yet on his availability Thursday. Of course, he's recovering from COVID-19. It hits everybody differently. They're not quite sure. I think they want to see him in some hard practices before they see what his uh, lung capacity is and just how strong he is after fighting his way through that. Um, Another note, Prospect forward Trey Fix-Wolanski, uh, who had knee surgery last year, has been activated from injured reserve and sent to AHL Cleveland and uh, should be back to playing soon, which is really, really good news for him. Um, another neat tidbit, we have a story up on the side right now, Justin Danforth. This is the kind of guy you root for. 28 years old, made his NHL debut on Monday. Um, yeah, just this this kid... Spent more time in the East Coast League than the American Hockey League before he went to Europe. Usually those guys are lucky to stay in Europe, um, that career trajectory. But he went went to Europe and found his game uh, more than he ever had before. Two years in Finland, one year in Russia, and it signs with the Blue Jackets and made his NHL debut at 28 years old. The third oldest uh, Blue Jacket player to debut. And the other two, Frederick Narena, the goaltender, is 32 years old. Gregory Hoffman, same age, but just 100 days older or so, uh, debuted earlier this season after a, a long career in Switzerland. So one of the things that's really cool about this season, um, I, I certainly feel this way. I'm guessing many of the people listening do. You're not really sure where this is going to go. I think the Blue Jackets have played very, very well, probably better than most expected them to play. Um, it's still a long season. Where is this going to go from from here? But there are some things. No matter really what the where the wins and losses end up, I think if you're a Blue Jackets fan, you look at the way Cole Sillinger plays, you look at the way Chinenkov. These guys are playing on the top line right now with Jake Voracek. That they're able to play in that in that role and not get eaten alive is amazing for an 18 and a 20 year old on the same line. Um, you're looking at. at Bright spots in different places, in different ways. Because uh, I, I do think fans are, are wise enough to have one eye on the present. You want to see great hockey. And I think it's been super energetic hockey. But you also have to keep one eye on the future, the way that this organization is building things. And I don't think you can do anything but smile when you look at the future with, again, Sillinger, Chinikov, Some of these, Bokvist is a young guy. Bean is a young guy. This is a really young team. And they've got another wave of prospects uh, coming: Marchenko, Voronkov, Kent Johnson. Um, so yeah, it, it's been re- it's been really really interesting, and I, th- I think there's been maybe a fresh breath of of air pumped into this marketplace with the way things have gone so far. Uh, so we'll see how they can keep it up. Let's get to our conversation with Derek Dorsett, and uh, I think you'll find this it's interesting. Dorsett's always been one of the more intense and competitive people we've got a lot of topics to talk to him about um so let's get to it let's hear from derek dorsett all right joined now by derek dorsett Doris, first of all great to hear from you thanks for being with us really appreciate your time yeah thanks for having me um so your job development coach with the blue jackets eye toward the future for sure but i gotta ask you what you think about this this current blue jackets team and the way they're playing early on eight and five heading out on a road trip to Arizona, Vegas, Buffalo. What do you see when you see this current iteration of the Blue Jackets take the ice and perform? I think it's a team that's working
2: really hard and, and working together. It looks like they're having fun and it looks like everyone's pushing in the same direction. And, um, you know, I, I always believe, I mean, I believed before, before I was even hired that there would be a better team than, than what maybe some of the, Reporters and you know, the rankings were showing, and I I think you know, obviously, the new coaching staff's done a great job. Um, Lars has been, you know, I think he's you know, got the players uh, you know, committed and and you know, they're playing hard for him. And it it looks like it looks like that honestly, it looks like the players are having a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a spirit about the group, isn't there? Yeah, there's you know, there's a good mix of, of some veteran guys and then you know, some some young really talented guys that, uh, you know, um, you have that young energy and, uh, you know, so like I said, it just looks like they're having fun and they're, they're playing for each other and they're playing hard.
1: Yeah. Now some of the, some of the performances are being driven by young players, Cole cylinders, 18. How sustainable is this? Uh, Jake beans playing on the top defensive pair it the games get cranked up as the season moves along when you look at them playing you see that the way that they're we're talking about the energy that they played with is this sustainable over 82 do you think this is they can keep this up is this reasonable well I think one we got two really good goaltenders right now so I mean
2: you're getting good goaltending and you know we all know that you know if you got good goaltending you, you got a chance to win every every night and you know I yeah, there, there's some young guys that are playing extremely well, but you know, you, you don't, you know, for, for example, like Cole Sillinger, he doesn't seem phased to when he goes out and plays against top, top lines, Nathan McKinnon. And, you know, he he almost goes at them, you know, where it's like, you know, sometimes you, you would think, you know, young 18 year old would be kind of, you know, not necessarily starstruck, but, you know, kind of respectful or, or, or whatnot, but he, you know the the times he does have a bad shift, he comes comes back with three great shifts. You know, yeah. and, or if he has a bad game, he bounces back and is the best player on the ice the next night. And and I and I, same same with Chinnikov. like he he just looks like a pro and makes good plays and is consistent. Doesn't you know? I was talking with a friend, like I I haven't really seen Chinnikov make too many mistakes. Yes, you know? and, and, and 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 you know the. the you know, he's not careless with the puck. He, he plays hard. He, he's smart. And, you know, I think, you know, everyone raves about his shot because his shot is unbelievable, but, you know, he makes these small little, this four foot passes and pressure and, and, in in tight and, in you know, when he's getting pressured and, um, you know, so, uh, these guys, they aren't phased by the speed of it. And, and, you know, obviously it's a different schedule and it's a different travel, but, you know, those guys are whole cylinders built, you know, he's built like a pro he's, he's mature. He's got mature bodies, you know, uh, same with know He played pro last year. So, um, you know, why can't they keep going? Uh, yeah. is, is they, you know, when the people are like, Oh, they can't sustain it because they're young. Well, why not? You know, why, right. or, or, you know, what's, what's stopping them. And sometimes, you know, when expectations aren't as high, that's when guys will keep thriving, you know, um, you know, it's not just only those guys. I mean, I I think Texier looks really, really good. I think he looks comfortable. I think you know he's he's playing good on both sides of the block. And uh, there's there's been a, a lot of guys that you know, like I said, everyone's just playing together, having fun, and you know they're happy for each other when these guys score. And um, it's just a good environment right now, from my from my view.
1: Yeah. Well, if if I, rem- I remember correctly. Doris, there's literally nothing that motivated you more. You, maybe you heard it a lot. There's nothing that motivated you more than someone telling you you can't do it or you wouldn't be able to do it. Is that? I mean, it's the best thing. It's a, it's almost yeah. like
2: you know. Look at it in the opposite way. It's like when you're when you're fired up and you're mad, and someone tells you to relax. Do you ever relax? Right. It just never <laughs> you know, works. Right. It just you know, it's 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 kind of you know. So I mean, the people you know had doubt and. You know, I just think, you know, you know, Boone's a great leader and, you know, I think that, you know, Zach's, you know, playing well and you just got, you got to, it's just a different atmosphere and sometimes, you know, sometimes change is good and, you know, I think Lars and, you know, the coaching staff has done an awesome job from, from you know, my view. I'm not around the big club, you know, all the time, but, you know, I obviously pay very close attention to it and watch all the games and, um, it's it's exciting, you know, and and there's a lot of good talent coming. I, I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, that's it's a, your your area of expertise for sure. How does this work with player development? So, tell me, is is there a typical day in in player development, um, or is each day sort of its own new animal? And and how does someone uh, help develop players, get them to the NHL faster and more ready to play? I I think it's kind of
2: you know mentorship you know that you know talking with the kids building the relationship you know making sure that they know that that you know they're important pieces to the puzzle and you know helping them in any way possible whether it's on ice or off ice and you know typical day would be you know i i watch you know a lot of the games you know with through a website called instat you can you watch you can pin it down to just uh you know um, defensive zone or, you know, just the player's shifts and, you know, I communicate with the players and, you know, ask them how they're feeling, and make sure that they're, you know, feeling the same way that we see that they're doing, you know, going out and, and watching them live, uh, getting those live views to, to see if, you know, it's always I, what I've found so far, obviously I'm new into it, but it, it it's a lot easier to get the, the sense of the game when you're there live than mm-hmm. than, on, than on camera. But, you know just just kind of you know letting the kids know that that they're they can be important pieces and you know um make them feel like they're already a blue jacket that that we want to help them get you know we're all working towards the same goal right that's that's yep. to win and and you know whatever we can do to to help them and share experiences you know from from when 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 I played or um uh, you know other, just situations, you know, and just life things and and making sure that they're comfortable and confident and uh, instilling those confidence so that they're ready to go when they get their opportunity.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live
1: customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service
0: anytime. You can talk to a real human in customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So there's a
1: a large pool of prospects that the Blue Jackets have, and you've got you've got uh, guys in Europe working with the prospects over there. So you guys focus on the North American guys mostly. I would. I, is that correct? Yeah. So yeah, we got a we get a great
2: development uh, team obviously headed up by Rick and then Yarko Ruti's over in Europe and um, I'm kind of looking after mm-hmm. you know the CHL guys and, um, then we got you know Hart Craig Hartsberg who you know with some of the defensive guys and you know con- we got all sorts of resources that we can bounce you know things off of if we're unsure mm-hmm. and different types of players and different positioned uh, players and you know people that are really you know good at in those areas and we can, you know, all just collaborate and talk and figure a plan to try and, you know, make, you know, the guys that we draft and, and or assign and, and make them NHL hockey players.
1: Yeah. So do you have certain assigned players that you deal with directly or is everybody kind of in on everybody?
2: Yeah, no, no. Like It's kind of like Rick's kind of, And Clark, he's still looking after a few guys and, um, it's kind of a a team effort, but, you know, um, you know, I'm looking at like really closely with the guys that are in the Western hockey league. And then James Mm -hmm. Melotesta in the Quebec league, Ben Boyd in the the Quebec league, uh, Martin Rice, in in Moose Jaw, Stan, uh, Sposil's in in Regina, uh, Ole Ohms in, in Mississauga and You know, Nasher, Nasher will see a lot of them. Um, And then, you know, Nasher looks, you know, pretty closely at the NCAA guys. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I cross over and watch some of their games and he does the same the other way. So, you know, obviously we all know what each guys are doing. We have, you know, we just had a meeting on on all of our guys with the, the development team and how things are going and where guys are, you know, Way guys are trending and things that they need to work on and and things like that. So it's a it's a group effort. But yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty focused on you know the four guys that are in in the Canadian Hockey League right now. Five guys with Oli and Nashville Look, watches Oli too. So um, yeah, so no, it's uh it's it's a group effort for sure.
1: Yeah. So do you want these guys to know when you're in the building, or do you want to be there and then meet with them afterwards? You know what I'm saying? Um, Sometimes.
2: Sometimes, you know, sometimes we'll let them know know we're coming. Um, Sometimes it won't. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you want to see how they are playing with. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think, um, yeah, it's a mix. I think you you want to see the way they play with when they know, when they know you're there.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, do they, does it look like they get, a little more pressure. Do you want yeah, to see yeah, yeah. it with, with when they're when they're not there, or when they don't think you're there? Yeah, so it, it's a mix, and and you know I haven't figured out what the recipe is. Uh, obviously, I'm pretty new to it, but you know I, I you know I I pick Clarky's brain and and, Yarko and 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 whatnot. So, um, but the 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 thing with it is we're always watching. Like that's the one thing that I've I've realized is you know. Uh, I'm always checking the scores every day. It's like, who's playing tonight, and checking the scores and then watching shifts or, you know, um, if I'm not at a game, I'm, I'm probably usually got it on CHL network or, or, you know, you know, watch it. So we're always watching them and going back a couple of days and watching a game that maybe we missed. and um, Just to, you know, keep tabs on them and make sure everything's going in the right direction. And, you know big part of it is uh, you know talking with their coaches. Obviously, you know the the teams that they're at play different systems, so it's not as much yeah. systematic stuff. It's more you know physical and you know skill skill wise, small little things, and and helping them, giving them tips that they can use in their system. Because at the end of the day, they they got to try and win uh, for their team that they're on. But at the same time, we we want to make sure that they're developing in the right right pattern right
1: yeah is there any ever any pushback from coaches on this they like having nhl guys around for sure I, i've had i've had zero
2: zero pushback or issues with it um you know i and i don't know when you know I, I haven't heard any other way but you know obviously if if i was going in and telling a kid that he needs to blow the zone and that's not how they do their defensive right. zone coverage. I mean, a coach might give me a call and be like, Hey, why are you telling this guy to blow the zone? That's not how we play But I, I, I make it very clear when I introduce myself to the coaches and talk to the coaches that I'll never talk systematic and I'll never talk about the way the kids should play within yeah. your system. Cool, But, you know, um, but I, you know, and I say, and I always tell the coaches too, like, Hey, listen, like, give me feedback. Like I, I usually let the coaches know when I'm going to, you know, take them for lunch or, or meet with them. And, and, you know, is there anything that, you know, you guys are seeing that you want me to reiterate or, you know, yeah. so just that relationship with the coaches, and you know, they, they want, they want the best for the kids too. Right. And they also want the best for their, their team to win and, and not, you know, I want the kids team to win too. You want to learn how to be a winner. Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a, it's an effort, and uh, you know, we, I, I talk with the coaches and, and, and agents and, and yeah, but I, have had no bad, bad relationships at all.
1: Doris, you had almost 600 penalty minutes in three junior seasons in the Western <laughs> Hockey League, the Medicine Hat Tigers. Um, I'm guessing you were a hated man in some of these glorious barns out West. What's it like walking into these places now that you, you, you once lit up back in the day?
2: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely different. I, you know, I used to, and some of, some of the, you know, some of the scouts that are, you know, still scouting out there, they they always, you know, have a story about what I did in in one of the games. But, you know, I, it it, it brings back memories and it's been, you know, I obviously stepped away from the game for a while, but, you know, I, you know, being back, it's, it's, it's been awesome. You know, it's been, uh, uh it's been great going back into those rinks and and seeing familiar faces um you know some people don't recognize me and i don't expect them to and and then and whatnot but you know you you see the you know zamboni guy and it's like oh yeah he he was there when i was there and you know me
1: back in the day yeah
2: yeah, So, but no it's uh it's all it's all it's all fun
1: and games yeah that's awesome um so your boss, Rick Nash, does not listen to this podcast. So you can go, you can rip him if you want. Yeah. Um, what's it like working for Rick Nash? You were teammates with him in Columbus, New York. You know him well as a as a player and a person, a teammate and a person. What's it like now with with uh Rick Nash um taking directions from from Rick Nash as a boss?
2: No, it's I mean it's great. I mean, obviously Rick is you know, we we've been friends for a long time and you know, like you said, we played a lot of years together. I mean, I you know, I, I went to New York, you know, four months or three months whatever it was after after he started his season there. Sure. So we we've been, we, you know, my my first six years, I guess seven years, six years, something like that. We were we were together in, in the NHL, and um, you know, there's some good times and some bad times, and you know, obviously, you know, our 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 kids are all. The same age, it's actually kind of crazy. Like, I think his oldest kid is two months older than mine, and then, and then our middle kids are two weeks apart, and then our youngest are like three or four days apart. Something that's crazy, something like that. So, so we, you know, obviously kids they are good friends, and so we, we see each other a lot. And, um, you know, we both uh kind of retired at the exact same time, so um, yes. and, didn't, and didn't live too far from each other, so um obviously we have that relationship and you know i know i know what type of person he is and you know he's he's detailed he's focused works hard so um yeah it's been it's been a great experience and you know i'm just trying to soak in soak in as much information as i can obviously you know it's my my first uh first year and um you know there's a lot to learn on this side of it and um
1: it's been a lot of fun that's for sure yeah uh, so you would have been around on on his way out of town. As you say, he left a, a little while before you did. How difficult was it to see it end like that, or at least at at that point, go down like that? And how pleased are you to see it, it kind of come around to full circle? Of course, everybody knows the, the jersey's being, the number's being retired. Number 61's going into the rafters next spring um just tell me what that's like because you you know him you know him well how personally he may have taken some of the stuff what what was it like for you to witness and how pleased are you to see it come around like this yeah obviously i mean
2: you know i i i understand it's a business right on on both sides of it as a a player and, and as an organization and you know um i don't i don't think it was as big a deal as it was possibly made out to be obviously you know, I think Rick is such a professional. Like I, I think he, you know, he he's not a he's, a, he's a, he's a reserved person, a quiet person. And, you know, he goes about his business and, and, and he, and he like I said earlier, he works hard at everything he does and he's committed. And, um, you know, I think I, I realized when I got mm-hmm. to New York, how passionate and, um, about, you know, the city of Columbus and the Blue Jackets organization as, as he was and, I think obviously, you know, I think it, I think it weighed on him. He maybe didn't show it as much at the time or, or ever does. He he doesn't, you know. um, So it was very special to, to see um, last week um, when, you know, they, they announced the, the Jersey retirement. Um, You know, that's one of the first times I've seen him kind of get choked, choked up like that. And, 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 you know, so it was, it was uh, it was a great experience, and I, I think you know it's it's deserved. You know he's you look into what he's done for the community in, in minor hockey and, and just everything. He, he's a guy that does did did a lot more than people ever know. You know, and that's that's what I admire about him. That he, you know he gives back, he looks after his friends, he looks after his family. You know, he, he just he's a guy that and, and isn't flashy about it. Not, and that's what you know he's uh, just a, a great true pro and. Um, I think, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a great honor that he gets to have his jersey up in the rafters. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. That'd be neat to see, um, Dorsey coached for a time in Upper Arlington. You took coached last year for a bit at medicine hat assistant coach, uh, with your old coach Desjardins. Um, what was that experience like? And how much did you love coaching? Is it something you think you may want to return to someday?
2: I never say never and, you
1: know starting at the start of the question you know I, I I
2: was asked to kind of help out with the UA program whenever I could and um when I started doing it I I just it lit the fire back in me um you know obviously my my career ended you know shorter than what I had hoped I still had time left on my contract and um you know I I felt I was playing some of my best hockey when it, when it all kind of unraveled on me, but um, you know, so at, at the time, you know, I, I stepped away from the, the game. I, I, when I was a player, I always knew I wanted to get into uh, hockey after. And, you know, um, I said it to the high school kids last year, we went to the, uh, you know, I was a sit- assistant coach and um, you know, I said to them at the end of it, when we lost in the final four that, you know, this, this brought the fire back in me to, and, and showed me that I wanted to be involved in hockey in some capacity. And, you know, um, so I think, I I think the kids, you know, it, you know, it, it wasn't easy, you know, I I mean, I, I thought I was a player that when I retired, I, I, you know, had other interests in like real estate and, and businesses. My family's very entrepreneurial and, um, but it wasn't easy. I mean, it was probably the hardest time of my life. And then, you know, we had, uh, my, my mother-in-law passed on us suddenly, uh, the night before Thanksgiving, um, you know, and then, you know, uh, about a year and a half later after that, my, my wife got diagnosed with cardiomyopathy and, you know, so it's, it's been a, it's been a, it was a hard couple of years. Um, and it was time for me to be there for, with the family and, um, you know, coaching UA brought that fire back in me to to be involved in the sport. And I had a couple of friends that always told me that I was <laughs> I was doing a disservice, not 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 being in the game and, and coaching kids and, and 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 whatnot. So I I always thought there's a chance I'd get back into it, but you know, it just wasn't the right time. And I and I, I had other opportunities in in the Western Hockey League for coaching coaching jobs and stuff, but um you know, obviously with my wife's health and, um, you know, uh, the the condition she had, uh, just at the time it wasn't right. And, and, you know, this opportunity came along and, um, you know, I, have enjoyed every minute of it. I love being back with the blue jackets. Um, I live right down the road. I'm passionate about the, the blue jackets. I'm passionate about sports in this, in this community, minor sports. I still do help out with UA, um, hockey when i when i can um so i go to quite a few of the practices and still help out there and um i actually uh, help out the triple a program with toots uh feather and mm-hmm. um when i can get out there so um you know i, I just love being around and, and and helping and to do it at the pro level has been been awesome and um i don't i don't i don't know if i um we'll coach again and and you know obviously when i went to medicine hat it was an opportunity that it was a shortened season and and uh, our season with the ua had kind of just ended so i was like you know this is an opportunity that that i can see what it's like to coach in the major juniors and and almost like the pros and um, willie willie opened up the doors and i think i was there for the 22 games i think we or I think it was their 20 games and I think we played 23 or something like that. Uh, so something like that. And, and it was just a, it was just a lot of fun. I, I loved it. Um, I love coaching. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I love what I'm doing right now too, helping kids, yeah. mentor, mentoring kids to try and, you know, that's the one thing I try and, uh, express to the kids when I talk to them is, you know, you, you put in the time, you have the commitment, in, in the summer and whatnot, I'm, I, I promise you it'll be well worth it. You know, I, I got to live it. Right. Um, so, um, but yeah, so I, I I don't know what the future holds, but you know, I, I, I love what I'm doing right now. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. George, she had a, a, um, I mean, most, let's be honest, most people would kill for your career. 515 games. You played five seasons with the blue jackets, parts of five seasons with the blue jackets who drafted, you in six, you got a chance to play in a, a city like Columbus that, that loved you. You were a, a, a fan favorite for sure. You also had an opportunity to play in, a, in the biggest market, New York, with the Rangers, Madison Square Garden. And you got to play in a Canadian market. You got to taste a lot of the NHL experience in a lot of different ways. How do you look back? I know that your career ended before you wanted it to. How do you look back on it now? And how are you doing health wise? Which is such an important question for everybody who plays this game and sacrifices their body to play this game.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, uh, three great cities, three great organizations, three great or- ownerships that, um, and all different, you know, yeah. all, all different in 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 their own ways. And you know, obviously, Cl- Columbus being one of the smaller markets and the, the newer market to hockey, which is is awesome. You know, like I mean that. I came to the, the the play. I came to playoff games when when I was after I was done playing, and oh, mean, the, the rank is unbelievable. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. i i've played I've played in series in in Boston. I've played in series in in Montreal uh, in, in the East, Eastern Conference Final. I've I've played in Chicago. I mean, this rink is the loudest rink. Like I mean, I I've been to Rexall back in the heyday when the Oilers were you know you know, when they went to the the finals against Carolina as a fan and I, this, the the atmosphere, they stand the entire game and and just chant and scream. And like, I mean, the atmosphere is next. I mean, it's, it's off the charts and New York. I mean, I mean, obviously playing in original six and, and, and Madison square garden, the most famous arena in the world. I mean, you know, um, getting to play in it before the renovation and then getting to play in it after the renovation was 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 awesome and just the way you know that that, that organization i mean the organization was just awesome the way they treated the families and and the, and, and a- every organization i've been to but you know you know car service for your parents when they're you know flying into the airport and
1: right like, come on they, they,
2: right you know, like i'm from kinder saskatchewan you know like yeah exactly you know, you know. Right. know if we had to, we'd take horse and buggy. <laughs> yeah. The car service means they show up with like a rickshaw or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but so, you know, and then, and then obviously, you know, childhood dream getting the playing in Canada and, and in my opinion, probably the nicest city in Canada, you know, like, Vancouver. Yeah. Great city. Lived have done the seawall down by the Olympic torches. and Come on. It, it was just, it was just unbelievable. So, I mean, um, you know, I, I couldn't have drawn it up better. Um, there's times I pinch myself now that you know it's like wow you know and at times too it you know through the time when I you know the last few years and you know it's like oh geez I wish I could still be playing you know like but you know it, it is what it is I played 515 games I, I I bet you you know no one thought I was going to do that <laughs> you know I yeah I, I seen I seen uh, yeah my old. Ross yates and in, in uh, when I was in Quebec mm-hmm. city, he, yeah. he kind of joked he said you know I, I when I had you in syracuse i lo- I looked at it and was like who drafted this guy this guy's never-. you <laughs> right. know like you know but you know i I've, I found a way and um you know it, um you know so it, but it, it it was a ton of fun and I would do it over again probably even harder I mean i I wish I kind of went now that I'm on the other side i you know i see the way that you know management and 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 everyone thinks and and you know you learn along the way like oh shit if i would have committed a little bit more here or there it's like maybe i could have you know you know done this or done that but you know I, I don't have any regrets um you know uh on the health front yeah i i mean i i have my sore days i have uh you know the back spasms and my shoulders hurt and things like that but you know, I probably still need a one shoulder surgery that I've kind of just delayed because it's a six month recovery and it's three months in a sling. And I just, you know, my stubbornness, I'd rather just maybe, some, yeah, you know, I just don't want to go through the, re. you know, and that's, that's the one thing that, you know, towards the end, like, you know, I see, you know, some athletes retiring young and, you know, say like an Andrew, Andrew Luck, it's like, you know, I know what he's, what he was, what he went through, you know, like I, yeah. I had a neck surgery, you know, and I, there's so many ups and downs the next eight months of that recovery. Like, I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you like tears with talking with trainers, you know, think the you know, one, three, three days of great strength training and then all of a sudden waking up and being locked again. And it's like, just yeah. you know, like the ups and downs, the emotion, the pain. Um, and then, you know, coming back and playing some of my best, my best hockey scored. you know, I think I had seven goals and 20 games. And you did. You did. saw, you know, something like, you know, I saw, like, you know, just playing 17, 18 minutes a night, you know, uh, you know, it, it just, it, it was, it was, and then, you know, waking up in Philadelphia and not being able to pick my head up off the pillow thinking I was paralyzed, you know, that's sure. There's, there's just moments where, you know, it, it, it you, you kind of the, the emotional toll that it took on it, it just finally was at peace that it was just it was easy it was done you know it was, it was yeah like yeah body, yeah body can't handle it anymore so you know um but no i i would i would do it all over again if i could
1: yeah well that's great those are great memories yeah, I yeah mean, sure. um well this is awesome doris thanks so much for your time yeah
2: it's no, been great chatting with you. Yeah.
1: Hope hope to see you around, although I'll probably have to go to Moose Jar, some exotic yeah. locale to track you down, man, because yeah, you're got, everywhere.
2: Yeah, I got a 10-day trip coming up here.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, man. We'll talk to you down yeah. the line. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Well, thanks for Derek Dorsen for being with us. Uh, really interesting interview. Great guy. Appreciate his time for sure. Thanks to you all for listening and uh we'll be with you next week thanks to danielle Lehman, our producer thanks to david cook for the great intro music we'll talk to you next week on front and nationwide talk to you later